0: Interrupt our program to bring you
1: this important message.
2: Send it little
3: gangster, short the size. A t-shirt Levi's this is his only disguise. Built like a tank, yet hard to hit. Ice Cuban easy eagle
4: Here we go. The final season of Heat Shack is upon us. From the Bill Austin Radio Studio. I'm Peyton Gallagher. That's Gabe Schwartz. Our freshmen are with us. Fab three. They're calling it because today we get to introduce Scott Sanduli will be helping us out. Please clap. Everybody, yes. Please clap. Woo! Good job. Good job, Scott. He showed up. He was on time. That's a good start. Riley Swenson, Progress. Kevin Malader, also here. Nobody got fired, so <laughs> that's a win. And this is Heat Check. We start off today from the Meridian Point of the 2021-22 season. We'll take the first half of the program to dissect our mid-season Griffies, mid-season award show. Uh, The bells and whistles will not be there like they are at the end of the year. We'll move forward and play a couple fun games before we get out of here as we take you on to the good night here on the West Coast. I don't know whose idea it was to put us this late, but they've given us a gift in surprise and it's secret, which is that we get to curse now, as long as well, it's not too bad. Eh. Safe harbor. Don't don't he use he that check. luxury, yeah. Riley. Last I... time we had heat check out, <laughs> somebody did, but that's a story for the annals of history. All right, Gabe. Let's do this. The midseason awards, I'm sure it will shake out this way. We'll start with conference players of the year and start with the alphabetical leader in that clubhouse, which is the Atlantic Coast Conference, the worst conference. Of the six, almost undoubtedly,
1: definitely, definitely the worst conference is of the, the six.
4: ACC. A mid-major, people are talking.
1: People are talking about it. Uh, Riley certainly, I think, actually sub- subscribes to that theory.
0: <laughs> yeah, the ACC is bad, and North Carolina is worse.
1: <laughs> they- <laughs> Some people were saying last night that North Carolina should be ripped off of the jer- the jerseys of.
4: I mean, when was the last time North Carolina missed the tournament in consecutive seasons? That's what we're looking at. They made it no, last year. They, they made it last year. Yeah, last Brad Davidson. Listen, man, Cole Anthony is just on my mind, and that's all I think about.
1: the The corpse of Roy Williams is yeah, in Mackey Arena, <laughs> and Brad Davidson did the <laughs> Allen Iverson step over <laughs> on on uh, on Ro- on old boy Roy. Even Johnny Davis is wiping off on Brad Davidson at this point in time. Yeah. Um. All right, well, I'll get things going, and I will say that my ACC Conference Player of the Year is Alondis Williams of Wake Forest. Wow! Yeah, I had to do it. The The fact that he's the leading scorer and the leading assist man in the conference, he has taken a massive leap from the role that he played at Oklahoma, and I don't know necessarily if this was what Steve Forbes maybe pitched him on, um, but whatever the vision was is exactly uh, what has come to fruition, or if not, the dreams and Visions that the two of them came together with have been even surpassed in uh, at Wake Forest. So I'm going with him. I I think that Paulo is clearly the best player in the conference. That's not a discussion. Armando Baycott is a very good player in the conference. What about Buddy Beheim? Buddy Beheim is a fun. Is one of the most fun (laughs) players. He's a
4: fun player. If we're evaluating,
1: yeah, this is the this is the big time talk radio debate where you're going like. Well, one of these guys is the most valuable. One of these guys is the best. One of these guys is the most fun. Like that's what I'm doing here. Yeah, sure. But that's what we do when there's a conference that this is this bad, and I'm going to do mm-hmm. that because I know Riley made the case for Armando Baycott. North Carolina is not good enough for for me to go to Baycott, and I. You can say the same thing about Wake Forest. Well, Williams' better numbers are better. He's a conference leader in two of the three main categories on a team that's good, decent.
4: Decent enough in to be in the conversation. Tournament. Yeah, they might be the second best team in the ACC. That's possible.
1: But you being surprised makes me think you have a different answer.
4: No, I'm surprised because I need you to answer a question honestly. I had Alonis Williams fifth over the weekend in my employee rankings, which was met with you being pretty disgruntled. Did you even know who Alonis Williams yes. was prior to the weekend? Yes. Then why were you so surprised when I ranked him fifth in employee?
1: Because I. He's not on my all-American list, my all-American team. He—I don't think he's one of the five best players in the country, but I think he's the best player in this league at the moment. That's mm. a different debate. It's Suspicious.
4: like freshman. Do we believe him?
2: With how bad the ACC has been this year, outside of Duke, I—I uh, und- I, I agree with the Alondis Williams take, and I also agree with the fact that Banchero is Ban-Kero is the best. <laughs> it's so hard to differentiate. Scott Sanduli,
4: please clap. <laughs> <laughs> How about that for
2: a debut?
1: I uh,
4: mean, the point gets across, though.
1: Well, like, a you couple years ago, Peyton Pritchard— Gabe. No, 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 you don't get to move on. <laughs> no, a couple years ago, Peyton Pritchard was the Pac-12 player of the year. He wasn't a first-team All-American. I, I That's understand. how bad the league was. Uh, do we believe that Gabe knew who Alanis
4: Williams was prior to this weekend? I, no, watched, no, 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 the, no.
1: I watched Oklahoma. Uh,
4: I do. Yeah,
1: Gabe uh, I, is a I, big
4: I, college basketball guy, I, so I, I feel I, like probably—
0: But I Uh, know. He's been known to lie. I I, I know. I'll
2: give him the benefit of the doubt. He's muted
0: right
3: now,
4: so he can't poison this discussion with his bias.
3: But I I trust Gabe on this one. I do.
4: Okay. You may not like that, but I do. You survived this round. Unmuted. So
1: you have Williams as your ACC player. I do. I mean,
4: look at the numbers, okay? Just You mentioned the Rock counting stats. I'm going to lay it out to educate our listening audience because that's what we do here as journalists with a capital J.
1: That's, point, that's what made us yes, ibs Absolutely,
4: nominated. No, 100%. Uh, doing a public service by providing information. In this case about Steve Forbes, who I don't know if you've seen the picture of him. There is an excellent picture on the internet that you can go look up right now if you're listening at home or just being Gabe, of Coach Forbes just on the motorcycle at midcourt wearing like a vest, and it's sick. But his best player, Alondis Williams... Another one of these guys that's transferred in, gone to a place where they got more run and volume and turned into something that nobody thought they would be. Uh, We mentioned Isaiah Brockington, who's doing the exact same thing at Iowa State. Um, A couple other guys, Johnny Davis is one of those dudes he didn't transfer, but where the heck did this come from? And I'm sure we'll mention his name again in this discussion, but Alanis Williams... 20.3 20.3 points per game, 6.8 rebounds, 4.9 assists. You will be hard-pressed to find a more complete box score across the power leagues. And the crazy thing for me is that he he is the total focal point of every defense they're going to see. There are other good scorers on this Wake Forest team, but he is the guy, and he's still efficient with his scoring percent. Even though he's not been able to really hit threes consistently, that tells me that he's getting to the rack, hitting tough shots, and really carrying this team. So, yeah, to me it's a no-brainer, although Bancaro is right there in the discussion. I just – you can't do it, I, I don't think, for a guy that has drifted out in the biggest moments when his team has needed him, as we saw last night in Tallahassee, although he did make big shots down the stretch of that game, just not enough at
1: the end. And – for him to win this award, and the last thing I'll say before we move to another conference is because Wake Forest's strength of schedule non conference was so bad and they right. didn't get the quality win over LSU, they didn't get any other quality wins because there were no quality wins to even be had. Like they played William and Mary, they played Charleston Southern. Go box. They played Oregon State and won by three. Like fun thing today. Can I make an aside? Sure.
4: Early scholarship to Marlon, the video guy at CSU. Uh, our buddy Killian, they had a game tonight sent me a video, their pregame intro vid, led by the busky call. That nice. was pretty cool to see like my play by play on a video board at a D one basketball arena. Shout out Peyton. They're gonna to, ha- to the Buck Dome.
1: They're gonna have to run off a bunch of wins in the ACC play and he's gonna have for to sure. have he's gonna have to have the combination of Bancaro not dominating, mm-hmm. not running away with things, not running away with the confidence. Wendell Moore
4: for that matter as well.
1: Wendell Moore as well. And also, he's going to have to have incredible counting stats, which he does at the moment, which is why he's the midseason award leader.
4: Right. Bancaro is the direct threat. Anybody else? Wong and Miami has been lighting it up, and Miami obviously is off to a uh, way better start to the season than anticipated. Buddy Bayheim was kind of a joke. He's not in there, right? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> Buddy Bayheim is
1: on, like, first team. I think he's probably first team all. Maybe first team all ACC guy. Cameron McGusty is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. He's Um, also been scoring very well for Miami. We're talking too much about the ACC for my liking. Sure.
4: Okay, let's move on. Uh, Just based on chronological order, I think this means depending on whether or not the numbers need to come before the letters or not, we'll go to the Big East, uh, and I will tell you, I just was not giving this award to Colin Gillespie, but let's see what you
1: did. I gave it to him. I hate you. You suck. Default it has. Scott realizing very quickly that the word hate is thrown around very loosely on this show. (laughs) Um, I gave it to Gillespie, and I'll open the floor to anyone else who would like to tell me who there's a better option for.
2: I got one for you right now in St. John's, Julian Champagny.
1: Okay, yeah! I was going to give you a wee woo. I'm not even going to play the drop.
4: Yeah, Julian Champagny is my answer. Uh, It probably shouldn't be. I don't care. He's leading the conference in scoring. His team might not be that good. He may have missed games. I don't care. Preseason All-American, probably not going to happen. I blame Posh Alexander.
1: Yeah, like you can tell me that it's the argument I just made for Alondis Williams is largely the argument you can make for Champenny, but I would say that Wake Forest is better. A better team. Wake Forest is more competitive in the ACC at this point and mm-hmm. like St. John's has lost some games that they should have won.
4: Yeah. I think Xavier We've already talked a lot about this. I think Xavier is probably the best team in this league. And that's kind of an off-the-board opinion, I know. And they've already lost to Villanova twice, you say. And I say, shot-quality champs, baby. But (laughs) uh, the thing with Xavier is the scoring is just too diversified. It might be Nate Johnson on a night. It might be Nungy on a night. It might be, you know, Scruggs on a night. You never know. And for that reason, this thing is starting to get whittled down early on to, you know, Liberty Freeman could win this award. Um. We already mentioned the other two guys who are in direct contention for it, and I don't really see it going to anybody else, right?
1: Unless Adama Sanogo goes off. Maybe Bryce Aiken, Seton Hall. Yeah. Like Bryce Aiken was incredible against Marquette last week, but he didn't win. Like like if they didn't Wade win the game. Watson
4: might be in this, but the yeah. scoring output just hasn't been
2: there. He's mm-hmm. only had 14 a game.
1: Yeah. He'll
2: get that up once Providence comes out of COVID pause.
1: Champagny, though, like the next four games, two games in a row against Seton Hall at Villanova versus Providence, they got to win two of the— Two of the four, at least, to, to be to stay in this conversation. Because if they're seventh in the Big East, he's mm-hmm. not winning this award.
4: No, absolutely not. Scott, this is your neck of the woods. Grew up in Connecticut. Grew up a UConn fan. Made us feel very old earlier today whenever you told us that Shabazz Napier is your favorite Husky and not Kemba Walker because you don't really remember the Kemba run. Mm-hmm. That's
1: so sad.
4: Well, it, it's something. I don't know if it's sad. It makes us sad. But it is Scott's life. We should probably <laughs> let him live it, yeah? Uh, Scott, what do you make of this?
2: Uh, Big East player of the year, I say Julian Champenny right now. Uh, just watching yeah. UConn play St. John's last week, that guy, he takes over a game a lot like you don't see players nowadays. And I think the Big East, like I think Colin Gillespie, it is a fair take, but the problem is Champagny can dominate a game – on all three levels and with defense i don't know how well gillespie can do that on his level right and i know that villanova has like that best the best team the top team narrative i personally believe it really should be the best player in the conference regardless i mean yeah it would obviously help if your team is doing well but champagne is the best player in the big east as of right now for me no matter what st john's is doing kevin I have an outside-the-box one.
3: You just mentioned it. I like Javon Freeman-Liberty a lot. I reverse the names. I want Liberty Freeman. It's Freeman-Liberty. Yeah, he's averaging uh, just a tad above 21 points per game. He's doing a lot of things on the offensive and defensive side of things, specifically along the glass, too. Obviously, DePaul isn't in a great spot right yeah. now. and he's missing games. He's missing games. He missed tonight against Xavier, which they only lost by one point, and he's been really productive in the games that he has played in so far. So I'm not saying he's the best player in the conference, but he deserves
1: a mention at least for sure.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it will almost certainly go to Colin Gillespie. And I am resigned to that.
1: But he better not come anywhere near a first or second team All-American.
4: Yeah, this is going to be a (laughs) lifetime achievement award for a guy that's like, it felt like he won the Big East Player of the Year in 2013 (laughs) with the kind of career he's had.
1: He's been there for so long.
4: Yeah, man. I'm surprised they haven't already retired his number. (laughs) They do that very quickly. They do. Archie Diacono got his retired like two years ago. I'm pretty sure Chris Jenkins may have. Really? Josh Hart got his.
2: <laughs> Chris Jenkins made one shot.
4: I don't care. It was the most significant shot in the history of college basketball, maybe. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, uh, Riley. Josh Hart got his tonight, and they lost. So.
2: Marcus Page's shot was better. Shaka Smart to the moon. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm going to act like that wasn't said.
4: Yeah, we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Big Ten time. This one is the easiest of the bunch for me. Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis. Is it ever in doubt like Kofi Coburn It's may in have doubt been, because
1: there could be a stretch where he doesn't play well and, and, and someone else fair, plays better. At
4: this point in time, you circle it and you say, "Okay, Keegan Murray could get into this discussion as much as that is something that I beguile." Uh I mean, listen. You know how I feel about Iowa, but it, it is so clear to me that what Keegan Murray does on a basketball court is a lot more then I'm not going to just say a lot more than Luka Garza, but I think it in a lot of ways is more appealing for me to watch so I can get in on it a little bit easier. Uh, And then, of course, there's Kofi Coburn right there. I don't know what to make of E.D., Travion Williams, and what they've got in the backcourt. I I just don't know. Like, Purdue has the pie split three ways. I just don't think anybody's catching Johnny Davis. Uh, Jaden Ivey... It feels like drifts in and out. I feel like he is the best player in this league, Jaden Ivey, on his day. Certainly the most captivating. But Purdue's just too divided. I think he's going to run away with this.
1: I think if you're going best player that's getting the least amount of help, it's Trace Jackson Davis. That's also Because true. the guards at Indiana have been what? so bad at The giving. Liver Kings? The Liver Kings were huge fans. I'm a big race Thompson fan. I'm a big Trace Jackson Davis fan. Um, I like that Parker Stewart is a great three point shooter. I don't like the way that Indiana's guards throw entry passes. I don't like the way that they treat the treat the ball like they don't care about it at all right um, if he got some more help I think he'd be in the conversation. I think if he if Indiana if he has a monster game tomorrow night in a tough situation mm-hmm. against Edie and Travion Williams and Indiana wins that game, as you've predicted that they will. First time in twelve hundred plus days, if it they, is the case. Yeah, and they would be in the conversation, but I wouldn't bet on it. And if you're going with a guy who doesn't have a lot of help and still is getting the job done, it's Johnny Davis, way outperformed season expectations. And were there expectations? That's the I don't, point. I don't the think expectation was that they were going to miss the NCAA tournament.
4: Yeah, Johnny Davis is going to see to it that they maybe finish inside the top five seeds. That's insane. Uh, And, again, I don't know if it's the last time we'll say his name. Big 12, this one is fairly obvious. A guy that you and I were against the grain on, we're right on. Ochak Baji, who we both picked to both win this award and be first team All-American at season's end, and I think he's in line to do both.
1: We both were on this wagon, this train, uh, preseason. It's an aircraft carrier, baby. It is. It's a rocket ship. We're going to the moon. It w- it had a frightening situation on Tuesday yeah, night when he jammed his wrist into the, into the scorer's table at Oklahoma, but he came back, had 10 massive points in the last five and a half minutes for Kansas to come back and win that game on the road. They are still the best team in the conference at the moment in terms of the standings. Um, we will see in a couple weeks time. What them and Baylor look like? I want to see what Baylor. Big win by Baylor yesterday without James Akinjo. I think that honestly, because we've we've dissected and we've discussed our Ochai thoughts frequently on this program, um, I think the greater conversation is who is the runner up at this moment. Like, are you Christian Brown? Well, I was gonna th- I was gonna throw in Isaiah Brockington. That's fine. I was gonna throw in the team success is nowhere near, but Taz Sherman deserves some love. Like he's been. Given, given how little help he has with West Virginia and their offense being just absolutely atrocious, what Taz Sherman's is doing is extremely impressive. Um, the both problem. Gross
4: the, brothers, both of them.
1: <laughs> Jacob's really not done much. Tanner Groves has been very good. Not um, that what we
4: expected to have happen?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what was expected. Yeah. And then, like, Nigel Pack, K State, like, he's up. I would buy stock at Nigel Pack long term. Huge week for them. Huge game Saturday. We're not picking Marcus Carr. No, we're not.
4: Half of the booth mobile, the wheels have just fallen off. It's rotting away, just rusting away in some scrapyard now.
1: And it could be a kinjo. Where's
4: Booth Gotch? Is he doing stuff for
1: Utah? Uh, he's coming off the bench. He's their third leading scorer. Wow, what a fall from Grace. Third leading scorer, though. I, know, I got but to see would... him play basketball on Monday. It was you very did. enjoyable. You did.
0: The pride of Austin, Minnesota, Booth Gotch.
1: Yeah. You want to move uh, on? Yeah, I, w- I would like to move on. Uh, but uh, James Akinjo is not going to win this award. There's I don't been think so. there's been too many examples of Matt Meyer, L.J. Cryer, and other guys on Baylor having massive mm-hmm. games that win them important games. Um, not to say that Akinjo is not good, and like he's been a, an overwhelming success. Listen, man, there are games in
4: which Akinjo is the fifth best player on his own team. Yeah. His counting numbers, his, his raw stats, the assists, the points, most impressive on a great team. That feels a little bit like a bad faith argument. It's one that I've been guilty of making at times as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I,
1: it's Ochia Bajie and a he's, landslide. He's been more consistent than a lot of people in Kansas uniforms have been over the lo- a long period of time. Of well, doesn't
4: he hold the streak for most consecutive 20-point games?
1: I'm not sure about that, but like we've gone over different stats that have, that he's done that yeah. no one into Bill Self era has At least
4: done. under Bill Self, because yeah. I'm sure Will Chamberlain. Or Paul Pierce. Just, yeah, piled up the 20-pointers. Uh, okay, Pac-12 gets a little bit more interesting with how the last couple weeks have gone. Depends on if you're appraising it going forward, if this is a prediction for you, or if it's a look in the rearview mirror at what's been accomplished. Because if that's the case... Seems pretty obvious to me that's Benedict Matherin, the preseason All-American, according to U of A fans, <laughs> along with his teammate. To they Bellis. weren't wrong. They weren't wrong about one of them, and it was Benedict Matherin who has been one of the best players in the country and one of the best teams in the country.
1: So is that your? It, are you going off of this being a midseason award? Yes. And you're going with Matherin?
4: Yes, although I okay. don't think it's surprising at all to me if in two months we look up and Will Richardson's a guy who is – having his name enshrined and engraved on the trophy.
1: I think at this moment, the it's, it's wild to me how much of a leap Matherin has made and that he was the one who made it because Tubelis has gotten better, Kirk Kreese has gotten better, um, Dale and Terry has gotten better. I think all of Arizona's roster and their player development and their fit in Tommy Lloyd's system has been extremely impressive. I think it's just Umar Paulo, to be honest with you. But Matherin is...
4: We've never seen Umar Ballo be a part of a bad team. Now, that is a fact.
1: And you have to wonder why. It might be him. I will just say this. Here's the thing that bothers me the most. The Pac-12 network tweeted on January 18th, which was yesterday. hmm The race is on who's your pick for Pac-12 Men's Basketball Player of the Year. They listed four people out. Benedict Matherin was not on this list. They huh. had Tobellus, They had Will Richardson. They had Tiger Campbell and Terrell Brown.
4: I mean, you get a vote, right?
1: Yeah. So I will see to it that none of those four get a vote. Yeah. But, well, Will Richardson could. Tubelis could. But, I like, how do you watch what happened at Tennessee and tell me that it's not Matherin, and it's that it's Tobellus. Honestly. Because Tobellus it, like just disappeared in that Is Tobellus the third
4: best candidate for this on his own team? Is no, Kirk, Kirk Kreesa?
1: No. He's Tobellus is more important than, than Kree. Mm. Yeah he is. I think he shouldn't be starting
4: Umar Ballo season. Get out of here. Let the forehead th- just free into the world. Get out of here. He followed you Tommy Lloyd. He trusted in you. Give him playing. his moment. He's I know playing. he's playing he's playing well. Their bigs are all good. They all run the floor. Coloco's been good, too.
1: They're like off-brand West Coast version of Purdue with their guards. Or with their with their bigs.
4: If they're not off-brand. They are the brand, actually. They might be slightly better.
1: No. Edie and Travion Williams versus Tabellas and I'm Coloco? Saying, as a team, if oh. you're saying they're the off-brand Purdue... Oh, I would buy stock in Arizona more than I would... Like, I would pick go Arizona. The, the Wall
4: Street talk again.
1: I just like Arizona more than Purdue. Okay, that's nice. Because they play better defense. I agree. And I mean, that they're my favorite say, team in the I'm country, the only right, team, guys?
4: I, I, I mean, they, I'm the only team who, or the only yes. person who ranked them first in this HC poll this past week. So They're
0: Peyton's favorite team now, too. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. mine now. If you looked at the poll, it said Gabe goes
4: crossed out. Now it says Peyton's favorite team. So, yeah, you like Wisconsin. You said it. You can't ever question my objectivity ever again. But 70-7, to 7, just to remind you. Put you in your place. Uh, the SEC... To me, was the most difficult
1: league to pick, and I'm interested to see what direction you took it. I went with Oscar Sheboy at this point. If you're going midseason, and this is not a pick that I would say is going to end the year as the SEC Player of the Year, because even the way that Kentucky is trending at this point, I think it's becoming pretty clear that their best basketball is played when Ty Ty Washington plays his best basketball. I think that's very clear, and that is going to become even more clear in February. That's usually what happens with with uh, Kentucky guards. I think it's going to be either Ty Ty Washington at the end of the day, or it's going to be Jabari Smith, barring an absolute tear um, to to see to it that we get what I predicted preseason, which was Jaden Shackelford with Alabama. But he's in a hole that is not capable of I don't being even, overcome. I don't think Shackelford is second, third, or fourth. He's on the first team all-SEC Probably. So probably. he's fourth or fifth.
4: I don't know if that's how that works because you're only allowed to put certain amounts of players by position onto your team.
1: What other guards are better?
4: Uh, mm, I want to say Kennedy Chandler, but that's just uh, not true. Yeah. I think that his moments have been good. I I, th- I just think Rick Barnes is way too hard on Kennedy Chandler, and he makes some mistakes. He's a freshman, but if you don't let him breathe, he's never going to grow. Um, I don't know. You're probably right. Probably. Uh, Do you think it, Tari Eason's done at LSU deserves some consideration. Shout out to my man, Flanders Fleming, just balling out, doing his thing, wearing Georgia hoodies. Uh, I didn't pick any of the guys you've mentioned, and although I say that, I kind of am regretting it. I didn't look at the game log till right before the show. Or at least I I hadn't seen it till actually right now, to be honest. And I I was going to go with Iverson Molinar, who had been trending up. His last four games prior to the one that I'm about to mention were 24 and a win versus Alabama, 28 and a win versus Georgia. A loss to Ole Miss, he had 16, but then 16 against Arkansas on a win, and I'm like, he's pouring it in. His counting numbers, 17.9, which is top five in the conference, I believe it's second. 3.6 rebounds, 4.4 assists on just below 50% shooting. And then I realized he just had 12 points and a loss to Florida. So I'm going to go ahead and change course and go with Oscar Shibwe because he just cleans the glass.
1: Okay, but if we're both under the assumption that is not winning the season-long award, who would Are you... we? I don't think he will. I don't think he's the best it, player on his team.
4: If that's the case, then probably Jabari Smith. Okay. Yeah. Scotty so, Pippen Jr. will be there. He's a— Conference leading scorer. He's getting buckets. I, I don't know if Vandy's going to put together enough wins, but if Vandy has a streak there where they win five or six in a row in the league, he will win it.
1: I maybe. If if Kentucky is the best team in the league, like I think they are, and I think they're better than Auburn, and I don't know that even if they lose at Auburn on Saturday, and that's very possible, even if that happens, I I still think Ty Ty is the most important player on their team, and I think that. As the year progresses, it'll Did, be, I kind of think it'll be tie-tie. But right. there's so much momentum for Jabari Smith, and if Auburn gets to number 1, which they probably will, like that's just going to continue to ramp up.
4: Did Riley just yawn into the mic? It's 11.30, man. That's a good point. It's past your bedtime. Freshman. This was a tall ask. It is, and we're going to have to do it every week. And I have a class that I have to be up for at 5.30 tomorrow morning. Sick. Woo. Sick. Uh, freshman. Two words or less. Who's winning this award? That basically means you get a first and a last name.
0: Garrison Kessler.
4: Combining Love Brooks that. and Kessler. Nice. Nope, that's more than two words. I'm sorry, you're muted. <laughs> oh, um, Sheboy. Only efficient. <laughs> Only needed
2: one word. Jabari Smith. Okay. Okay.
4: All right. Let's move to the national stuff. The National Player of the Year is Johnny Davis, and I yeah. don't want to hear any other
2: argument. Yeah, I'm not going to
1: disagree. At this point, it's definitely Johnny Davis. Agreed. The All-Americans—or do you want to do Coach of the Year first? I feel like it makes sense to go with the individual awards. You okay. can start, though. Uh, the Coach of the Year is Greg Gard at this moment. Okay. I think Wisconsin is a—I f- know that the, the precedent—we went through this in the pre-show meeting. The historical precedent is that you have to be a top-two seed, and everyone that has won National Coach of the Year was a top-two seed— in the last decade. But Wisconsin's in that conversation. And even if I don't think that they are one of the eight best teams in the country, the resume, the chances that they'll have in the Big Ten to create resume wins is going to be available for them. They have one Friday night against Michigan State. And if that continues and Greg Gard gets a, two, a top two seat, I think that they're going to do it. And if you're just grading off of outperforming preseason expectations, depends what your evaluation of the award is. It's either... T.J. Otzelberger or Greg Gard? Yeah. So If the, you're talking about coaching the sure, best team, then it's sure. like Mark Few, but we're not going to do that again. Like, we just did that last year.
4: So the first name I thought of was T.J. Otzelberger just because of how bad Iowa State was prior to him arriving and how quickly they have turned around with a roster that did not look like it was going to yield the success. I mean, is there a more surprising team in the country than Iowa State? There has been a recession on the public opinion of them, Sure. When they play at Hilton, they can beat anybody, and that's what I always thought. I think you got a little bit too low on them to try and counter the national emphasis they were getting, but the team that they are is a tournament team, and it's probably a top-five seed. I think they exist between that 20 to 15, 15 to 10 range because the resume they're going to put together, combined with the non-conference wins, including one over Xavier, including one at Creighton, like, these are quad one, two wins. I think that they will end up somewhere around that four, five,
1: six line area. Want to put a taco on it? They're currently two and four. They're tied for last place in the Big 12. They haven't proven that they can win a road game in the conference. This is true. And that conference is extremely tough. So I would bet a taco that they will not end up You don't think being... they
4: finish in the top 25? That's what you're effectively saying if you don't think they're
1: going to be on the 4, 5, or 6 line. No, I think they'll be a 7 or an 8. Like, they're going to fade. Okay. We'll, we'll do a taco on that. All right. Somebody tweet that. Taco <laughs> bet. Taco bet at Gabe Schwartz says Iowa State will not be a top five NCAA tournament seed. Peyton Gallagher says they will be a top Come five. Come
4: take a ride right on the cyclone, you heard? Uh, I was building this up, though, to say Tommy Lloyd is far and away my coach of the year. Arizona wasn't necessarily down bad, down bad, but they weren't Arizona. This Mm -hmm. is Arizona again. This Mm -hmm. is the best we've seen them since they had guys like, you know, Hollis Jefferson and Stanley Johnson and Gabe York running around. This is a legitimate national title contender in Tucson. And I'm doing the thing. I'm crowding Gabe off a position that he loved. I'm going even further to the right of him. But get ready. We're taking— oh.
1: <laughs> Weird direction changed. to say he's going further.
4: Uh, we're going down south. I think Arizona, what they've done, the combination of them defying expectations, although the real hipsters of college basketball anticipated this team would be good, credit to Gabe. He was one of those people. Nobody thought they'd be this good, aside from Wildcat fan 69 on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I, I had him preseason top 25. What are we uh, looking at? Top five NCAA oh. tournaments. seed. Okay. okay. Yeah. Really? We're just Arizona betting. And, re- then, and then tweet What's it. up,
4: Kevin? Arizona's really your favorite team now. Traitor. He said it, not me. I'm never going to say that. But... <laughs> just saying. I mean, every every pick you've had tonight.
1: Might as well that. take a trip to McHale next Saturday. I mean, we're <laughs> trying
4: to send Blaze down there. If they'll let us in the past, they, 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 they legitimately they haven't. They won't let you. Um, all right, I guess t- public protest against that is it's a disservice to student journalism and the future of information in this country.
1: Nah, we know you of it. Like, yeah, yeah it is what it is. I like their basketball. Don't love the rest of, uh, of, of Tucson. Anti-Tucson uh, guy. Uh, yeah, I'm an anti-Tucson guy. <laughs> All Amer- My All-American team is this, and I'm going to keep it quick because we've talked a lot about a lot of these guys. Johnny Davis, Ochai Baji, Benedict Matherin, Kofi Coburn, Max Smith. Dude, Max Asemus has still been that dude. And they're second in the Summit League. Or Roberts is in that conversation. Uh, mm, He's no. mm, third leading scorer mm, nationally.
4: Uh, mm, nope.
1: What about the guys that are ahead of him? He's One third, or two. uh And
4: you're not going to put them on the All American team? Keegan, nope.
1: Keegan Murray, not the best center in his league. Uh, and no. Antoine Davis, who plays for a Detroit team that's.
4: Why isn't what Antoine Davis is doing?
1: Just as impressive because Max, we've seen Max Aesmus do this against good, good Uh, competition.
4: Can't do it. Not going to be able. I can't believe you're
1: of all the the brands to to be on. Peyton is an anti Max Aesmus guy. Let that be on the
4: record. In March, double tween three sixty dunk. No, you can't. Who's
1: who's your All American team?
4: First team All American: Johnny Davis, Ochai Baji. Benedict Matherin. Kofi Colburn. and I'm deciding whether or not I want to put Alondis Williams on the first team I'm just going to say Julian Champenny because it would mean that I got two guys right on my preseason
1: <laughs> he's not going to be a that is what it is realistically probably Paolo wow Johnny Davis playing point on that team
4: We got guards, we got wings, and we got a a center. That qualifies to me. Um, Before we break,
1: halfway point, your current Final Four.
4: My current Final Four is pointless because I'll get it wrong. But Arizona, Kansas, Gonzaga, and Duke for Coach K even though uh, this is just me conjecturing. Like, I, I legitimately have no idea. I feel like there has been very little separation made by anybody. Nationally, there are teams that I'm confident in, but that pantheon that I kept expanding, it, it just no longer exists. It, it's like, remember when there was the G6 nations, and those were the most powerful nations, but now it's like the G58? That's where we're at.
1: I have the same list as you. I have Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, but my fourth is not due, It's Kentucky.
4: You've gone so in on Kentucky after Dude, one game. It's crazy. No, what are you talking about after one game? They're They've rolling. They literally just lost to a team in LSU that you say is the most fraudulent literally, team in America. That
1: happened two and a half weeks ago on the road.
4: Again, your point, they had a big lead in that game and they blew it. I'm a huge fan of Arizona. They lost at Tennessee. They got jobbed in that game and we all know it. And that was a month ago. Okay. And it's also
1: the only loss they have. They didn't lose to Notre Dame. Who sucks? Peyton's a big believer that games in November just, like, don't matter.
4: No. No, 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 no. Don't do this. I'm just saying I feel like the overcorrection on Kentucky has been very swift after watching them have the best offensive performance they're going to have for a decade.
1: Because they're figuring things out. They're figuring things out. Texas
4: A&M pushed them to the brink. I'll I'll give you this was a trap game, tailor-made. Texas A&M is actually pretty decent at least the record in conference play has been they were tops of the league coming into this one obviously no longer but I just think the Kentucky hype is pretty crazy considering where you were on them two weeks ago they just didn't hit shots tonight, they were 4 for 18 from 3 they're going to be fine, and they still won they did still win, credit to them getting into the t-shirt business, John Calipari famous men major coach, John Calipari and with that We'll go to our first break of the evening. Coasting on here with Heat Check. I kind of want to do like a late night DJ voice, but I just don't think I've got it in the repertoire. So with that, we'll send it to a break.
1: Do you like
0: tennis? Yeah. Do you like it to party? Yeah, even more so. I like it to party. Then come on down and join the tennis party at Down the Line Radio Show on Blaze Radio, you can listen to it Mondays at 2.30 to 3 p.m. Host is Carson Brever, talking about tennis, tennis things, tennis players, tennis coaches, tennis writers. Come on, sometimes talk about the tennis. You don't want to miss it, so come on, tune in, and let's party. Bienvenido bien a la nueva show de Blaze Radio, salsa season, con me Zach, Valerie, and Susan. Salsa Season, Blaze Radio, blazeradioonline.com from 11 p.m. taking you into Thursdays on Wednesdays. Tune in for all your spicy takes, salsa reviews, and much, much more. Gracias. Adios. Oh, no! it's-, it's salsa season. Sports. Arizona State football. Investigative journalism. How <sighs> long? On mail. Campus life. Why is there so much construction? Oh, oh. Coverage across the Valley, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe, Glendale, Arizona State of the Union, Thursday nights at 10, Mac Friday and Jack Johnson, Jack Loder and oh, Zach Keenan, Keenan plays Radio,
2: Mom, can we stop at Blaze Radio? No, we have Blaze Radio at home. But the Blaze Radio at home doesn't taste good. Would you stop complaining? I'll turn this car right around. We promise that
3: the Blaze Radio at home is always good and is available
2: 24
3: 7.
4: On radio Oh yeah, oh yeah. Plus off of the heads.
1: FTC. Why not? Oh, one. Let me, Let me get a. Let me get a. Let me get a heat check. Heat check, Heat check, Heat check, heat, check, heat Can I get a heat check? Heat check? Uh, Heat uh, check, yeah, Heat check. Yeah. Yeah, heat check.
2: E-check, 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 e-check. This is
4: heat check. If you couldn't figure it out, yeah, this is heat check. Flight react with the bangers. I don't know how I've never heard that song before. I hadn't either. It was shown to me today. It is god awful. No, that song slaps.
1: I'm getting it.
2: Not glad when I first saw the Twitter page for heat check. I thought it was named after that.
1: Ironically, that song, that song slaps.
4: <laughs> I have a feeling I know who stresses that one to you, Payton. Uh, do you? I think I do. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. It was like an hour and a half ago. Um, Who was it? I think it might have been my roommate. No, he it wasn't. It was not you? Ryan Sycor. Shout out, Ryan Sycor. It was not Ryan Sycor. Wow. He's been pushing that for a while. I mean, can we get a heat check? I don't know. We're taking you into Thursday. And we've got a couple new segments that we're pretty excited about. Absolutely. But for one of our members who's been distinctly quiet this evening, there's a lot of pain that needs to get out. And we're providing a cathartic service to him. So stay tuned for the king in the North, Carolina. Riley Swenson, here to talk about North Carolina's loss to Miami, in which they were trailing by 27 points at halftime, the largest deficit the Tar Heels have had in 25 years. Since Dean Smith was the head coach,
0: Yeah, here's the problem, okay It's that it's like they didn't even try, and that's what was just so frustrating. We're and, questioning
1: effort. <laughs> I love this.
0: And the problem too is about maybe a month ago they lost to Kentucky, and Hubert Davis, like this will never happen again. We'll never be embarrassed. And then they did it again. the exact same thing. And so. I really don't care, Caleb Love, what your ranking was out of high school. I do not care. Kerman Walton, shoot the basketball. And since it's safe harbor hours, shoot the damn basketball, Kerman <laughs> Walton, when you're open. Uh, you can go you can, say that. That on, you can say that. You can say that during regular hours. Um, Brady Manick, you need to stop shooting so much. Every time you make a three-pointer, you don't need to shoot another one You're not a Larry Bird check.
4: guy. You're exactly. just not.
0: Stop. And so I saw a tweet today from uh, one of the North Carolina accounts I followed, and they said, you know, there's guys like Kennedy Meeks, Joel Berry, Theo Pinson. You know what those guys had Michael in common? Michael Jordan. No, 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 James no. Worthy. What they had in common, it wasn't a skill set. Jerry they Stackhouse. Didn't. Thank you, Gabe.
4: They had a big
1: heart. They had a big heart.
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did Michael Jordan not have a big
0: heart? Okay, art? he did. But <laughs> I said it last night in the text group chat, and I stand by it. Those guys, don't. they did not deserve to wear North Carolina on their chest <laughs> last night. They just didn't.
1: Pull a Coach K. Take their jerseys away. It,
0: it's it's it Sand ridiculous. The floor. And... Um, I hope Hubert Davis Sing is the, the guy, baller. but right now I don't know if he is. He seems like a lot of talk and not a lot of action.
4: Oh boy! Uh, Riley, the this is all well and good. I need more passion. Okay. Nice, I need good. to. I need you to tell me he's, how you he's really grieving. feel. He's grieving. It is.
0: It, it's a. You know the one where it's like Steve Naismith is like, I feel run amok, bamboozled. <laughs> that's how I feel right now. It is ridiculous. We. They, we, whatever, I'm gonna say we for the sake of the segment. We are a blue blood and a top five all-time college basketball program. I personally think the best, we have the most Final Fours. You should not We should never lose to Miami by more than 10, ever. Not even the Shane Larkin years. We should never, that stadium is abysmal. They don't have fans. And then we just show up and it's like, oh, we're North Carolina, we're gonna win because we're better. And then Brady Manick and his big old beard, just shoot threes all night and cast them away and then they the, the amount of times they got beat off the dribble last night by Sam Wartenberg was disgusting <laughs> <laughs> they did, like they don't even no, try no. to close out
4: we're ending the right there
1: end.
4: give it to me I'll just
1: say very disappointing that they got the short end of the Oklahoma to the state of North Carolina transfer stick very disappointing <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Williams.
4: Shout out to Williams. (laughs) How is a Brady Manic of what Harmon is for Oregon, who's like at best their third best player?
1: How How is is Alondis Alondis Williams Williams the best transfer out of that state, (laughs) out of that university from last year? Mm. And out of that state. Like, he's better than Kevin O'Banner, who's gone from Oral Roberts to Texas Tech to be a decent player, but not anything special. All
4: right. We love Oral. Thumbs up. You hate Max Aismith, so I <laughs> no, you don't. I hope somebody was walking in Taylor Mall and just heard <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: You ready to do some? I wee- got yelled wee- at by a homeless guy on the way to the bureau today. I hope he heard that. That's electric. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: ready to do some wee-woos and woo-hoos? I
1: am. Let's do it.
4: The whole point of this is the freshmen are pretty much going to throw out a team apiece, and we're going to tell you if it's wee-woo territory. Are we are we alarmed? Are we ringing bells? Are we alerting the general public to imminent danger? Or are we saying woo-hoo? That, that's pretty much the whole thing. Are they good or not? All righty. I will start
3: off, and I have – the team that is fueling Riley's nightmares right now, the Hurricanes out of Miami, Florida. What
4: kind of question is this? Yeah, Miami's real good. They beat Duke and North Carolina in the same, same season. You do that, you're not bad at basketball. That's a woo-hoo. Really good is a stretch. I mean, they might be top five nationally in luck rating. They might be one of the luckiest teams in the country. I don't care.
1: They are... A spot ahead of TCU on Kenpom. Okay. So, while I will say they are, at the moment, people will have them in the NCAA tournament.
4: When do winning basketball games, like actual basketball
1: when, games, begin to matter? When to does playing in, an, in a tournament that sucks, in a league that sucks, when does that matter? Because... Miami has free wins that K-State is just not going to get. I would argue a matter of now,
4: but Miami has lost one basketball game in two months and one at Cameron Indoor.
1: Miami does one thing really well, which is score the ball. Mm -hmm. And they do one thing really, really poorly, which is defend. And they sound an awful lot like a team that plays in Iowa City, Iowa, that Peyton hates. So...
4: One of those teams Ask had looping bars and the other one didn't.
1: One of those teams.
4: When the scoring is guard oriented, it's fun. When it's not, it sucks. That is my line of delineation.
1: Dumb take. <laughs> okay. I'm not a fan of, of, of the, the just disrespect centered on Iowa basketball. And I know I know that we don't like Fran McCaffrey on this show. No. I support that. I support that. But if we want to act like Jim Larinaga just has like all the answers, He's got drip. <laughs> I'm a f- huge fan of Chuck Moore. I hope Miami does well. Chuck Moore worry less. But what? Okay, what seed do you think they'll be in the NCA tournament? Are we playing this game again? Yeah, an I, eight, seven or an
4: eight. We'll come back down to earth. Okay. That's
1: really I feel great. like I feel like they are a first round NCAA tournament team that plays an eight nine game that we truly just have. It's the best they've been since they
4: started loyal Chicago's run.
1: No doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I wouldn't say, here's what I say. It's not dumb to call Miami a good team, but it's disingenuous to say that they are like a real, like the fact that they can win the ACC says so much about the ACC. Miami or Wake? Miami. They're just—they're just. There's more options on that team. Like Alanis Williams, I love the guy. He's very good. There's more options on Miami's team, and I'm Chuck Moore. It's not just mm. Chuck Moore. Worry less.
4: That's the main reason. Let's yeah.
1: Be, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay.
4: Jim Larinaga is
1: decent. Do
4: either? I mean,
1: Forbes might
4: be decent at Wake. We've not seen enough yet.
1: Yeah, but that's—that's that's my point. There's reason to believe in Larinaga. He's gotten Miami to an Elite Eight before. Or a Sweet 16, at least. They don't. They lost to. They lost to they Syracuse or Indiana when the they were two that seed. They had
4: Larkin and were two seed, and I picked them to win the national championship that year. And I picked them to play Georgetown, and I was very sad because Georgetown lost to Florida Gulf Coast SEC, in the first round. Brett
1: Comer, Dunk, Dunk, Dunk City. City. Mm. All right, who's our next team?
4: By the way, I just want to point out the fact that, you know, Wake Forest does have four guys scoring double figures, so it's not just Alondas, but just leaving that out there. Eh.
0: All right, my team for you guys is Alabama. They hold wins over Gonzaga (laughs) and Houston. They beat LSU, but they also lost to Missouri and Iona. Riley knows
1: how to stir the pot.
4: Yeah, we've been talking about this for weeks. I don't know if there's anything other than to say that this team can beat anybody. They can be beaten by anybody and... uh, Compared to expectations, which for me was the Final Four, that's a wee-woo. Because yeah. that formula rarely puts together a meaningful tournament run.
1: They don't overwhelm you defensively the way that they did last year, and they don't keep themselves... There's not like a a, a buoy of steadiness on this Alabama team no defensively. No Herb Jones. There's no Herb Jones. And because of that, when they have these stretches where Jaden Shackelford misses threes, they're kind of screwed. Like, no one else on that team is an above-average three-point shooter. They're they're all just volume three-point shooters. And that's why it reminds me a lot of, like, the bad versions. Like, a, a significantly better version of the bad versions of ASU, where they're better offensively than defensively, mm-hmm. and they just beat you by being fast and volume shots. Which,
4: guess what? That makes sense. Nate Oates is a Bobby Hurley disciple. Exactly. Probably Bobby Hurley's... Best accomplishment? Best
1: disciple. Best accomplishment. I, I
4: think he's the only one, maybe. I guess Micah Berno is at Northern Illinois. Rashawn. Oh, sorry, Micah's his son. Micah's his son, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's he doing? I don't know. That's They beat Washington. They beat Washington this year. That is not saying much. No, exactly. That's the point.
1: I don't know. I'm up on Alabama relative to national people's perspective of them right now, but I'm down on them as to what, I, what both of us thought preseason. And that's well end that Scott 13
2: uh, 13 out of my neck of the neck of the woods the Big East lost four of their last six only have two road wins all year Seton Hall
4: that's a really good one legitimately a very good one because Seton Hall had those huge wins at the beginning of the year they took down Texas they took down Ohio State both wins look a lot cheaper than they did in the moment they lost to Ohio State oh good point uh who was the other team they beat? It was, it was Michigan. It was Michigan. Michigan Texas. Yeah, it was Michigan and Texas. Michigan, so. And both wins really look a lot cheaper now. Excuse me. Um, and we're at a point with Seton Hall where they just kind of disappeared from the national discourse after the beginning of their Big Ten, po- or Big Ten, my lord, Big East play. And here we are with them. You know, you've got Bryce Aiken. You've got a couple players. Good defense. The best of the Kevin Willard era. But... I mean, realistically, what's the expectation? Is are we thinking Seton Hall's doing anything in the tournament? No. I, you I never would know. Say that they're just kind of holding serve. Uh, I guess it's a woohoo because they're better than I thought they were going
2: to be. You never know. They got nine players that play twenty minutes a game. Man, that comes big in, tur- in tournament play.
4: See, I actually kind of hate that. I, I like short rotations, seven, eight guys.
1: My thing is this: they. Like you said, Michigan Mm -hmm. win significantly devalued by the fact that Michigan is eight and seven. Yeah. Texas win significantly devalued by the fact that Texas currently has one quad one win Mm -hmm. and it's K State on the road only because they lost (laughs) to K State at home yesterday. Yeah. And aside from that, they missed their chance to beat Villanova at home already. So they, that, that, like, Mm -hmm. if you were saying that Mulligan is in the bag and they had a chance to, to hit that one later, I would maybe be a little more in in on them, but then they do stuff where they, like, like I know Marquette's a a tough place to win, but you're 8th in the Big East at this point. And I know Jared Roden's decent, but after that, it's him and Aiken, no one else averages in double figures, and there's just not a consistency of scoring for me, and that's the thing that worries me. I think if you're making me predict a team, like, make me predict, do they make the tournament? I would probably say yes, but I think that I think that we got too high on them early in the year. Probably
4: there's not much that's spectacular about them. They've got two really good guards and they play really good defense. That can be a formula to win in March, absolutely. Neither of those guards really have the consistent takeover gene. If this team played this defense with Miles Powell, we're Understand talking that. about seeing Hall as a dark horse. But I, I just don't think with Aiken and what they've got it's really a formula for them to have much more success than a first weekend. So
1: is that a wee-woo, or is it a woo-woo? Yeah, it's definitely a wee-woo. Okay. For sure, in my mind. It's a dark place to be. I like watching Bryce Aiken play basketball, though. Dude killed the UConn.
3: <laughs> mind you, the Seton Hall team lost to Paul on the road. That should tell you a lot. Mm.
4: It's that's DePaul's best win. That's DePaul's only Big East win to this point. Because Lord knows the Louisville win isn't very good. The no, Miles
1: Powell, think. Seton Hall team had a higher defensive efficiency rating than this Wow. Team.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Which is interesting because they were not considered a great defensive
2: team. No, they were not. Well, Bryce Aiken, with his size, he can't be that good of a defender. He, he's almost like an Isaiah Thomas out there, a liability.
1: Yeah. There's just not a lot of big guards in the Big East, though. Now that there's not like Book Knight, Ooh. like Book Knight's gone. Now,
2: if you want to classify Tyrese Martin as a guard, Posh is not the biggest guy at St.
1: John's. A little stocky guy.
4: That's happened over time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, man, Colin Gillespie thinks he's uh, pretty much Charles Barkley <laughs> the way he plays. But that's just a Villanova. Everybody event. gets to post
1: up at Villanova. Yeah.
4: Yeah. We're going to bring something back here to end the show, round us out on a hot note. After a year hiatus, guard your man.
2: I wanna know who my representin' here tonight. Hold on, hold on.
1: It's something called guard your man. Man, did this dude just did this?
4: Watch the breakdown.
1: Here's my hottest take of the evening. I'm going to have to say, while Nevada's gonna be a high seed in the tournament,
4: they will not make it to the Sweet 16. You're going to have to prove it to me, Chief. If they do oh, that, man. they will be on the four-liner higher. Oh, man. Tom Izzo cannot produce
1: NBA talent. That's a terrible take. The Heat miser has spoken. I, I'm taking. I'm sticking with my take. I would take ASU in that game. Especially, oh, my God. Especially
4: so, AS, so you, Oh, my God. I just believe that this team is balanced,
1: but they have that guy. Okay, so here's my hole in your argument, okay? There we go. So that was Guard Your Man here on Heat Check. Gag worthy.
4: Quick refresh. Guard Your Man. Gabe says something. It's controversial. Then I say something. It's controversial. It's timed. When the shot clock sounds, you're done. And then our three panelists will decide which one of us is stupid and which one of us isn't. And I'm going to win. It's over. You shouldn't even try. He
1: nods. All right. <laughs> you're going first. I am? Yeah, you're going first.
4: After saying that, okay. All right. Well, this is supposed to play some music. <laughs> we got it. Okay. The Duke Blue Devils, in what is alleged to be Coach Mike Shashevsky's final season, will not be a one seed, they will not be a two seed, they will not be a three seed. They will find themselves on the four line, and I've already won one vote from Riley. Duke is coming off a loss to Florida State, who doesn't lose overtime games. They've won 13 straight of those. It's the longest such streak in the history of the sport. But they continue to pile up losses. We saw the loss at Ohio State. We saw this loss. We saw them lose to Miami at home. This is a team that has proven, as they are littered with freshmen, they can't really go on the road and win. And here is the reason why, gentlemen. This Duke team is historically bad at rebounding the basketball, which is even more egregious considering you've got a 6'10 forward and a 7' foot center. They only rebound 29.8% of defensive possessions. That's the buzzer. But they don't get boards, and they don't get wins. Uh-huh. I forgot how quick that thing was. I had a whole thing written
1: out. I'm not going to use up the full time. I already know that. That's pretty sad. <laughs> all right. I just like to get my shot up before the clock ends, but I'm going to burn a little clock early in the clock, dribble it around. Uh, my take is this. We talked all last year, and I know me and Peyton were a little more down on the Big Ten than maybe most people were, but this Big 12 is better than last year's Big Ten. Oh, great tank! And, and it's going to bear out in the NCAA tournament. I know I was... Been down on Iowa State. But here's the thing. Every team in the Big 12, if you beat them on the road, is a quad one win at this point. Last year, 9 of the 14 Big 10 teams made the NCAA tournament. That's 64%. At the current juncture, 7 of the 9, 8 of the 9 to eight of the nine to most teams, or most bracketologists, are making the NCAA tournament. That's 88%. And you factor in the fact that Bill Self... Scott Drew, national championship winning coaches, something that the, B- the Big Ten has just not had in, in years past. Wow, I was a little too. Oh,
4: I'm going to get my shot off yeah. before the end of the clock. Oh, I'm going to make a take that's already the national consensus. Good job, Gabe. No, I don't
1: think that people think that the Big I don't know if that's Some a national Some people
4: consensus. foolishly and misinformedly think it's still the SEC. If I am saying it's not the SEC – it is in the SEC, and I think everybody else thinks it's the Big 12, but we'll let the panel decide.
1: No, I'm not saying that the Big 12 is not the better—is not the—is—I'm not—the argument is not that they're the best league this year. Like, that's clear in a way. I'm saying that it's better than the Big 10 was last year when people said that the Big and 10 I might be the we,
4: best league ever. Okay. I, I mean, I guess I'm biased because I didn't think the Big 10 was all that great last year. I have not the last two years. And it's born true in the tournament, but you're right. Everybody else in the country was fawning over that league up north, so that sounded tinted. Um, I guess, you know, you make a decent point. I'll concede. How do, Gabe, before we jump to them, how do we feel about what I had to say?
1: It's part of the reason I'm not a huge Duke person, <laughs> along with the fact that I don't like their guard play. Like last night, end of the game, that was kind of a, a – Bad guard situation like Wendell Moore. Thinking, Given Trevor Keels got hurt, that's important. But Trevor Keels isn't isn't solving your ball handler situation with twelve seconds left down one. I shouldn't argue against myself, so I'm not gonna oppose that point.
4: To the freshman.
0: Alright, well Peyton said he was gonna win and I think he knew he already had a vote, because obviously I like his take more because when Duke loses, America wins, man. So um however, I don't disagree with Gabe's take. Um, I do think the Big 12 is better than the Big 10 last year. I don't think it's better than the Big 10 two years ago when uh, they were going to send a record number of teams to the tournament, and I was at that Big 10 tournament, got canceled. Tough to be alive. But, <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with my, my vote for Peyton because no one likes Duke.
2: That's one. I'm going to side with Gabe on this one. Oh, the drama builds. Uh, I think Duke is uh, looking at their remaining schedule. I could see them lose at Chapel Hill. I could see them go down to Virginia on the road as a classic trap game. But uh, I don't think as long as they have less than five losses going into the NCAA tournament, there's no way they're below the three line. I don't think there's any way they're below the two line at that point. And uh, I agree with Gabe's take, though, however— Because this year's Big 12, other than Oklahoma State, who's banned, I could see every single team somehow finding a way in, even Kansas State, if they keep winning like they have right now. And uh, looking at the Big 10 from last year, yeah, they had two one-seeds and two more two-seeds, but I don't know. The way that these Big 12 guys play each other, I got to side with Gabe. I'm interested to see how the Kentucky win
4: is weighted for Duke. By the end of the year, because that could change some things. But I also think Duke's going to lose seven or so games, and
1: you think Duke loses four more games? There's yeah, no I chance, think it's man. perfectly
4: possible. Look at the road record to this point.
1: Beating Wake on the road—that's a good win for them. Yeah, absolutely. The re- road record to this point is one and two, but like the rest of the the rest of the road schedule is.
2: Looking at the rest oh of the road good. schedule, they're, they're
1: not losing at BC. They're not losing at Pitt. They're not losing are at Louisville. Are you sure about that?
4: Because Pitt has shown Pitt at least some. sucks. Hat. You Pitt say that, but they've shown some man. aptitude in the last month. Pitt. They've actually beaten some people. That should be a Taco Bell. One himself. of us. One of us. Pitt Shut sucks. Shut up. Shut up.
2: Pitt sucks. It's the
4: cable revenge game for not being picked and John Shire getting the nod.
2: UNC and UVA, I think, are the only teams that have a chance to. They take could down lose. Duke again. They
1: could lose at Notre Dame.
2: There's no, no, no. there's
1: there's on the road, yeah. There are four losable games. And on they've the also road. shown the you're saying they have to, to lose be all beaten four
4: at home.
2: That took Miami dropping eighty eight points though. And Miami's shown they can do that against multiple ACC teams. Yeah, that are considered good.
0: Caleb Love is different against Duke, so we can
4: <laughs> chalk him down for thirty. Anyway, it's Kevin Stern to decide this thing.
3: I hate Duke, but I agree. Oh my game. god.
1: Wow, I would not have picked me, to be honest. Okay. I think I delivered my here's, point significantly worse than Payton did. Oh, you I didn't get to finish point my 100%. point, but <laughs> my thought is, that's on me.
3: Last year's Big Ten, I think, was one of the most overrated conferences in the history of college basketball. Did you think that in the moment? Yes, I did. Okay. I picked all the high Big Ten seeds I picked them to lose in the early rounds because I knew they weren't going to do well in the tournament because I knew they were overrated. Illinois and Purdue proved you right there. Exactly. And Ohio State, too.
4: I don't know if Illinois was overrated. I think Illinois had a bad day at the wrong time. But other than that, I agree.
1: Against a really good mid-major team in Loyola, Chicago. Illinois got screwed by the seed lines. Like, Loyola should have been a 5 or 6.
2: Cameron Cartwig, baby. But still. What's he doing?
1: He's playing in Latvia. (laughs) Good for him. But still, that's just, yeah,
3: I did not like last year's Big Ten at all. And this year's Big 12 seems just like a giant bloodbath every night when I watch
4: that conference. I'm very... Very interested to see how the Big Twelve fares in March. Agreed, because it's it's kind of been proven over the last couple of years that when it's this wheel of torture night in night out thing in your conference, for whatever reason you think that would harden teams for March, but it doesn't seem to actually play out
1: that way. Of course, only one team can win. Nah, the best way to get yeah the best the best thing you can do is get like six teams in all of them kind of fringe worthy the pack 12 method and and then they just roll yeah mm-hmm. like, like you want you want your automatic qualifier to be a team that went on a run in vegas you want you want another team getting in on the first four like this is the recipe guys stay so, wo- stay woke so
2: by that by that logic kansas <laughs> state runs through the big 12 tournament and TCU barely gets in and gets to the Elite Eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be West Virginia. Mike
1: Miles going stupid. <laughs>
4: West Virginia, no, this... listen, you know,
1: we, went two we, for 15 we know for tonight. a
4: fact that Huggy's got a little quarter zip, half-sleeve quarter slip zip, that says 600 club on it. Now he's into the 700 club. He's coming for Coach K. <laughs> it, the time is now for West Virginia.
2: Remember when they were a they were three-seed and lost to Stephen Austin? A lot of people thought their time was now then. Well, now they don't press people anymore. I think that's a bad thing. no longer press. people. Nah.
4: Gabe is very glad he doesn't have to see press Virginia twice a year anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
4: okay, that's really
1: disappointing. Bob Huggins 0 for 10 at Allen Fieldhouse. Truly, I, I mean, you know, I did the work. Just didn't perform. I think that moment. one should have been a draw. If I'm being honest, but one to one to zero, undefeated, another early lead, and <laughs> this in is just, something that we keep just standings breaks
4: Gabe's way. It's truly unbelievable. I don't, I don't, I'm like Georgia against Alabama. I don't know what to do, and then I don't know. It worked out this time. So,
1: what's going to be your stats in Bennett? Is it Igor? Milic- <laughs> an, an Igor Milicic revival would do a lot to help what's he my, my up to? credibility.
4: Uh, he gets to play some games.
1: Let's let's check the season stats of Peyton's preseason. Let, let's not. I'm gonna mute you now. Seven point oh, no. two minutes a game.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you done?
0: <laughs> two point <laughs> five. Uh, two point five points per game. <laughs> the,
4: the whole room is dead. Kevin, it's just you and me. All
3: right, cool. Scholarships and sanctions. Scholarships and sanctions. Um, Let's start it off. Um, My scholarship for the week, um, I'm a big fan of dogs, so I loved it when uh, UConn (laughs) and Butler uh, brought their mascots (laughs) together at Hartford. I'm sorry. I'm just watching a game. Yesterday, uh, Jonathan the Husky and uh, Butler Blue Four met in person yesterday before their game in Hartford. I thought that was absolutely awesome. Like I said, big, big dog guy over here. And uh, Mike Sankson, Fox Sports won cameras, and that guy tonight uh, during the DePaul, <laughs> during the DePaul game game, uh, Fox Sports used a camera angle that had a guy blocking their entire shot so you couldn't see the final shot of a potential game winner between DePaul and Xavier. The guy for DePaul missed it, but we wouldn't know because, you know. Some guy's hand was in. Some guy's hand was in the way, and no one in the FS1 truck decides, hey, let's cut to a different angle.
4: Uh, it would have been pretty tough to pull that one off, but. I mean, I just blame the guy's arm for uh, sanction to exuberance, yeah. excitement. Sanction to that Chicagoan. Uh, I'm going to give a scholarship to Bruce Weber, who just when you think he's dead, he comes up from the ashes and rises like a phoenix and does just enough to save his job, which I don't know if it's a good thing for Kansas State fans or not, but man, does that guy know how to stick around. He's like a cockroach. I don't really have anything else, so that's the show. <laughs> Kevin, you got anything else to add? Um, no, it's good to be back. Uh,
3: congratulations to you and Gail on your IBS nomination. That's really cool. I Thanks. mean,
4: it's our IBS nomination. You Let, guys care. Let's be real. No, no, no. It's ours. Whole team effort. But so, uh
3: congrats to you guys on that. That was cool to hear that before you know we got back this yeah. week.
4: So, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think this is like the third straight show we've patted ourselves on the back. But with that, this has been Heat Shack. <laughs> There's Glenn's Radio. Radio presents. Psych, you guys can do scholarships and sanctions. Wow,
2: I was gonna say, uh, got me scared. Igor was a real,
4: real. We were pushing buttons there. And then I pushed buttons and Peyton triggered the Gallagher.
1: Whoa. <laughs> um, my sanction goes to someone you guys just scholarshiped, Bruce Weber. <laughs> uh, I, I was watching the K State Texas Tech game on Saturday, and. Forgive me, I forgot who was calling the game once again, but Bruce Weber confided in whoever was calling the game and said that um, he believed that K-State offensively and defensively had the best scheme in the Big 12, which means either he's de- a delusional, batshit crazy coach. who Oh, he took advantage of it. Or, or, number two, his players are just bad at executing. <laughs> So he's either crapping on his players. Or... I love blaming the players, coach. That's my favorite kind of coach. We've got a great scheme, guys. It's better than Kansas. It's better than Baylor. It probably is better than Baylor. You know, press...
4: Man, you know what? Uh, Chucky from the Liberty Free Press of Lawrence. Uh, you know, our players, our players just can't execute. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I can't coach it.
1: You don't have a better defensive scheme than Texas Tech by the way, and you don't have a better offensive scheme than Kansas.
4: You're getting out coached by a uh, substitute music teacher, Bruce <laughs> Weber.
0: All right, uh, my sanction <laughs> My sanction goes to uh, Jesse Newell for ranking Auburn 9th. Get out <laughs> of here. That's just ridiculous. Everyone else had them at least in the top four, and if he would have just done that, they'd be number one, and that would have been awesome.
4: They'll be number one next Riley week. Riley Swenson, hater of convictions. <laughs> If that, yeah, and In, in this
0: case, yes. And the ref in the Iowa game for calling that awful foul call on Keegan Murray. If you haven't seen it, should. Because it was maybe the weakest nope. foul. To I love it.
4: I
2: love it. Get Keegan Murray out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, my scholarship goes to uh, Auburn's backup center, averaging 12 minutes a game, Dylan Cardwell for the Crimson Crane heading out of Tuscaloosa. With the Auburn upset over Alabama last week. Not really an upset. and uh, That's weak. S- and uh, sanction John Ross. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on.
4: John Rosenstein getting hacked. <laughs> that was awesome. Wait, what happened?
0: Yeah, John Rosenstein got, got hacked. It was only temporary, though. He
1: tried to sell a PS Five. Yeah, he was trying to sell PS <laughs> <laughs> Five
2: for five. a killer deal, <laughs> six hundred.
3: It, it half as shortage. much as his cameo rate. By There's the way, a shortage. The Xbox was not for sale.
4: Mm. If you know, you know. Uh, sanction to the guy who stole my debit card this week and. <laughs> As recently, even though it's been frozen for three days, as recently as during this show, tried to charge their Google Chrome account storage space to my debit card. I mean, it's, wow. an, it's an ASU student, too, because they've only been shopping in and around the area. They treated themselves to some sushi, some Bosa donuts, their internet bill. Your mom's a hoe.
1: The thief is among <laughs> us. The thief it is might,
4: it might be Riley. Some are saying.
1: I don't think Riley's a sushi guy. No, but I am a
4: of Donuts guy.
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> 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 One bit at all. Okay. Um, My last sanction of the night to end on a very negative note is Darren Revell. Hey for and a tough weekend for jumping into Miami Twitter space to tell people about how much he enjoyed black history memorabilia I'm not a racist I'm not I a racist I've got a large
4: Martin Luther King collection
1: and have many black friends good for you Darren good for you Northwestern deserved to lose to Wisconsin last night and this has been Heat
4: Check nobody getting with my he go